Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me today down the King Power Stadium is James the Sharp End Sharp, my colleague from the Mercury. Hello, Robert. And uh, we've just sat through Claude Powell's press conference previewing the trip to Stamford Bridge to face Chelsea. This time last week we were talking about an FA Cup clash with Fleetwood uh, Town and this week it's Chelsea, the contrast in life following Leicester City. Uh, before we kick off, just want to remind you all about Beer52.com, our sponsors. If you want to go to Beer52.com and enjoy eight beers from around the world and all you have to cost you is your postage and packing, just head over to their website, biff2.com, and use the tagline Leicester to register. Now, James, yes. Jamie Vardy is fit. What a great boost that is for, for City going to Stamford Bridge. Yes, I know. Obviously, he was denied his romantic return to Fleetwood um, and had to watch from the stands. Well said after that game that he expected Vardy to be back and firing for Leicester. And he said today that Vardy's trained all week, no problems whatsoever. So Vardy is available to face Chelsea. And it's great news, isn't it? Because he is Leicester's talisman, he's their main man. And while they have shown that they can win without him, they are much better with him in the side because he just sets the tempo and he, he is the main man and everything is channeled into him getting in behind defences. And the people that are going to be supplying him, there's been some good news there as well. There's a few niggles in, in the camp that have uh, cleared up this week. Yeah, so um, Ebora missed Fleetwood with what Puel said today was he felt a little bit in his hamstring, um, so he missed the game. Christian Fuchs also missed the game with slight illness. Both of those completely fine. Must and... be a left-back thing, though. Yes, Chile yeah. had it the week before. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, both of those are completely fine to play. Adrian Silva also took a bit of a knock in that game at Fleetwood. Uh, he had to go off and get a bit of treatment before coming back on. That's fine as well. He's all he's okay to play. Whether he will or not, we're not we're not sure. But injury news is, is fine in those respects. And what about uh, the guys that are still on the sidelines? Wes Morgan and Danny Simpson. They are still on the sidelines, uh, and Paul is not quite sure how long they're going to be on the sidelines for either. Wes. At the time, Puel said that he thought it was a bad injury. Last week he said it's not as bad as he thought, but this week said he still isn't sure how long he's going to be. He's still outside of the squad, he said. Um, he's hoping for some news soon and hopefully that will be good news. And then once, he, once he's found that, whatever that is, results of scans or whatever, he should be able to give a bit of duration for how long he's going to be out. Danny Simpson, he said he's able to run but not very fast. I mean, so he's run. doing a bit of light <laughs> yeah, jogging. Exactly. He's never run that fast anyway. But um, yeah, a bit of light jogging there. So yeah, he's, 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 he said that. He said that good. That is good news, and we'll see how long it is. I still can't see either of them being back for another good few weeks yet, though. Um, but with Simpson being back and actually being able to put some kind of work into that leg. That's, that is good news. Well, PR certainly has lots of uh, selection options for the trip to Stamford Bridge, but seeing as we're in the midst of another January transfer window, yeah. we might eventually get round to talking about Chelsea because yes. there's plenty to talk about in the terms of the transfers. Let's talk about possible departures because yeah. he's been asked a lot about individual players. Um, 
first of all, uh, Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners, especially in Algeria, yes. wanting news on Mahrez, and we'll get to Slomani in a minute. But Riyad Mahrez, what was his news? I mean, his news was that there is no news. No news. And that he is... The situation is the same with Riyad, and that he, he says Riyad is happy here. He says, look, look at him in training, and Riyad is smiling. He has no issues with, with Mahrez. Um, Puel even joked that... Um, he said, well, last week, Mahrez was meant to be signing for another club, so... Yeah, it's I, all what, speculation. What, what am I supposed to do? And obviously he's referring to the reports that's, that came out of um, came out of the Forest that uh, Riyad would be signing for Liverpool. His medical was all sorted, ready to put in a deal. Where do they get these things from? <laughs> he's, having his, he's having his medical at the start of the week and he was signing for Liverpool as their replacement for Philip Coutinho. Even though he's a different type of player. <laughs> and even yeah. though Liverpool basically confirmed and and came out and said, and even reportedly said to Leicester, we're not interested in him. So even Puel made a joke about that today and said, look, that's the speculation that there is, and it's going to carry on that way. But as far as I'm concerned, Mahrez is happy here, he's smiling, and I want him to stay. Well, I could sense a bit of frustration in uh, Claude being asked about it again, because he's asked about it every press conference. And he will, he will keep it. He will, because he's, he's a top-billing player, he's a big name, he's, a, he's admitted he's the best player. Riyad mm-hmm. uh, Mahrez is the most creative player. Um, constant to be linked with and we, from what we understand look if a big club come in and and made a, a sufficient bid Riyad you know he's going to get the movie once but for the time being he seems to be quite content and um, happy almost to, yeah, still, to still be a Leicester City player at least at the end of the season I think it'll be a totally different situation in the summer but halfway through a season when he's playing well he's playing regularly the focus and emphasis has been put on him by his new manager who he gets on very well with yeah. I think he's quite happy to see the season out yeah so do I I mean I think even like, I mean, in the summer there was a lot of real strong statements from Riyad's camp and quotes attributed to Riyad but we've always got the sense from Mahrez that while yeah he would possibly he, would probably, he is an ambitious player that would like to play at the very top he enjoys his football and I, and I think He's enjoying it now more than he has done in a long time. Puel has come in and they have a they have a strong relationship. Puel joked about it the other week by saying, "Well, I, I speak French. That's how I met." I think that is quite important, and that, that him and Riyad he can talk with Riyad in his native tongue about what he wants him to do, what his plans are, and things like that. And I think yeah, he's enjoying it. Mahrez is fine. Is is playing really well and. Yeah, I mean, unless they get a huge... That language rate. thing, going on about that language, yeah. thing, I, th- I wonder whether, as well, the relationship is also... I wonder if Claude, if he's struggling to get his message across to his players, and he's in, cause he still uses the interpreter in, tr- in yeah. press conferences, whether he uses Riyadh to get the do. message across to his teammates. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I've not, I've not thought that. But that uh, you'd imagine that is, that's possi- that is potentially the case. Um, like, Paul's English is improving a lot, but like you say, he can get, with Riyadh, he can go into the real fine detail... In his native language, he's not struggling with the language barrier. Yeah, you might, you might be right. He might use that um, with with Riyad to, to pass mesh on to the to his players. With Mares, I think we're waiting. If if a big bid comes in, then from a team which ticks both Mares's box and Leicester's box, then something might happen. But I don't think that bid is going to happen because that bid is going to look at the market now. With Coutinho, who has a almost identical record to Riyad in the Premier League, you might argue he's a better player. And he might sell more shirts, but their records are almost identical. It's gone for £142 million. Virgil van Dijk's gone for £75 million. 
Riyad Mahrez, for me, I don't know how John Rickin feels, but that the bid has got to now be a lot bigger than £50 million to get Riyad Mahrez out of Leicester. And I am not sure that that will come. I don't think anybody will pay that in January. They'd have to be desperate. The only wild card I can imagine is if Sanchez leaves Arsenal. Yeah, I was just, just going to say that. For big prob- money as well, if you yeah. went for big money. I mean, I know there's a lot of reports coming out at the minute that both Manchester clubs are interested in him. And if he goes, if Sanchez goes, that leaves a, a hugely creative hole in Arsenal's team. Art Wenger has admitted in public that he is a fan of Riyad and said in the summer that a move could happen. It never did, even though Mares has revealed that they had talks in the summer. No bids came of that. Maybe something could happen there, but it's going to have to be a huge bid. And even, um, I mean, Dennis Wise the much loved <laughs> former City midfielder was talking on and he of the jungle he of jungle fame whose career seems to have gone skyrocketed since then he was speaking on the on TV last night and saying that he thinks that Riyadh's too good for Arsenal that's an interesting statement isn't it yeah well, because it, I think his point was that Riyadh said that he is an ambitious player he wants to challenge for trophies he wants to challenge in the Champions League and wants to challenge at the very top at the minute Arsenal looking like they're going to be losing Sanchez and Mesut Ozil aren't in Champions League at the minute aren't in Champions League places don't look like they're going to win any trophies anytime soon mm. why Why mm. would Arsenal be a, a, a um... I think though if, if uh, he was interested in the move to Arsenal in the summer and they came knocking now I still think he'd it, yeah. it, he would accept that one as a, um, a as a move that he thinks would develop his career. Um, moving on from Mares, talk about Harry Maguire. Because yeah. the reports this week, Man City were looking at him a possible fifty million pound bid. Now we just you just mentioned there about the humour that Claude's starting to put into his press conferences. He's, he's feeling a lot more comfortable, relaxed in that, that environment in, the, in that media suite with his English. And there was a little bit of humour as well about. Um, Maguire to Man City when he said well that's great because that's a sign he's a good player normally managers get upset about speculation and unsettling yeah. their players but he's going oh great yeah, you know, I've, got, I've got, got a good then. player then yeah he's just like who next come on then like, yeah. where's Casper come on bring it on he said yeah he said it's a good thing that my players being uh, drawing speculation because it shows that they're good players and it shows that we're doing a good job and in a perverse sense he's probably right really because he, he said Maguire is a young player and he's come in and he's already improved and he's getting better, he's developing, but he needs to develop here. And he basically said he's essentially said he's not for sale and why why would he be? I mean at fifty million pounds in this market I don't think is no, enough because no. Yeah. City wouldn't accept that. No, of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. He's he is going to be a star, a star of the future for Leicester. Well he's an England international now. Already is. And already we've I was talking to another journalist who covers England, and he said that Southgate's hugely impressed with with Harry Maguire. They did a, they were in training, and they did a, a drill about with the ball at their feet. And Southgate apparently thought, well, John Stones is going to be the best one here. Apparently, Maguire was the one that impressed the most. He's on his way to the World Cup, injury depending. There's no way Leicester are going to we're going to are going to sell him, even to Manchester City, even for that much money, because. Are you really going to be able to invest that much money in someone that's of the potential of, of Maguire? No, I don't think so. No, absolutely. It's a non-starter for me. Um, but there's another young player that's developing at Leicester City, or PR wants to develop, 
And it's always nice when a manager comes out and stands up one of the Mercury stories, isn't, isn't it? it? Yes. Uh, uh, Kelechi in that show, uh, there was a lot of speculation about him uh, being, well, City being prepared to move him on, being unimpressed with his attitude in training and so forth. £25 million flop, the headline. Yeah, right? exactly. But um, as we reported yesterday, yes. Puel has stated that he wants to keep him, wants uh, to see his potential and thinks in time he's going to be a good acquisition for Leicester City. Yeah, I mean, I know when on well, so we, we we broke that news yesterday um, on Wednesday. I was it you, you were tweeting about it at the time, and you're getting quite a lot of mixed reaction from Leicester yeah. fans. But some being like, "Yes, he needs chance to shine." Some people saying, "No, he's rubbish. Get rid of him." Yeah, um, he was likened to Adi Akinbaye at one stage, with Adi Akinbaye being the better player, which uh, I thought was a bit. I mean, yeah, I think, yes, and also I think this is. Um, He's twenty years old. Isn't he's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty-one. He's just turned twenty. Not so long. Turned twenty-one. Um, he is young. He's not really had much of a chance at Leicester yet. He's not now to get much games under his belt to get any kind of rhythm. Yes, he's not looked. He's not looked like the player that once boasted the best goals to minute ratio in the Premier League while at Man City. Yes, he's probably been uninspiring. How much of that is due to that toe injury he had just before the end of pre-season? We don't know. The form of Jamie Vardy is keeping him out the side in a system that just plays one striker. But he's young and there is a potential there and Leicester see him as part of their long-term future. Puel said hopefully he'll get more game time in the second half of the season. And yeah, I mean, I think... Yes, he's been disappointing so far, but let's not give up hope on a young lad just yet. Only half a season into his Leicester City career. And a handful of appearances, some of them not in his right position, some of them... Off the bench, mm. yeah. I mean, let's give him a chance. I, I, it all depends on what happens with other strikers because Puer has admitted that uh, he's finding it hard to manage the number of strikers he's got and give them the required game time. Yeah. And we certainly think at least one is, uh, of the forward options is going out, possibly two. Uh, Moose looks like a given if somebody comes in for him. Um, but uh, if none of them go, if Slamani and Joa don't go, Ian Acho on loan might might benefit him. I know. I know Pure's just said in there that um, he's staying with I us. I don't want to shoot already. Staying, no, no, but um, I think it would be beneficial for him personally. My own opinion to go out and get play regular football. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, um, like I say, a lot of this this window in this whole too many strikers scenario does it, a lot of it does seem there's going to be a domino effect that all of them relate to each other a little bit. It's inevitable in the January transfer window because people, you know, keep their powder dry right until the end. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Steve Bruce at Villa has been linked with um, Amate and mine's gone blank. Ujoa and Ujoa, and even he said when he was asked about them, said asked about loans. He said, "Yeah, but it's not going to happen until later on in the window when one player goes and then another player goes, and the domino effect starts." And that would be the the case here, I think. But I, I agree with you actually. If if Leicester still have too many strikers at the end of the window. For a young striker like Ian actually that's still got growing to do, then a loan move I think would probably be would probably be favourable. Whether we get to that, I'm not quite sure because we're not sure if Well that brings us nicely leads into a one player that Pierre said has definitely got a long term future at the club to one that he was less committal about, Islam Slamani. Um now Islam Slamani's been playing uh, in the last few games with Jamie Vardy's uh, absence through injury. Um, but he's, he's, he's not going to uh, say categorically he's not going to sell him. No, I mean, this is the issue when managers come out 
and say this player isn't going and then doesn't say the same for another striker the question then naturally arises well why did you do it for one and why not for the other with Ian Acho, a lot of specific speculation had come out about it and obviously we'd reported on it and I think it was safe for him to say look he's part of my plans Slomani probably didn't say the same because the same isn't necessarily true no. um, in the sense that not that Leicester are actively looking to get rid of Slomani but if a big bid if a bid comes in of say £30 million or a little bit less then they may well be persuaded to, to, to cash in on that whether that comes in or not we have to wait or see well there's been lots of clubs uh, linked Watford Newcastle United but Besiktas have been yeah. the ones that have been persistently linked and there's been a lot of rumour they're interested but I, I think at this stage in the transfer window clubs asking or, or inquiring about Slomani's uh, availability are not going to put all the, the ca- that cash on the table straight away I think this is something we're going to have to watch right, almost right to the last window because I think it's going to have a knock-on effect on Ujoa's future because if Slomani stays, I think Ujoa could go out on loan possibly to Villa yeah. and if uh, Slomani go- goes, then Ujoa's definitely staying. Yeah, I know, that's what, again, we, 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 didn't we, we, we wrote about this yesterday in that it seems to be, with Slomani and Ujoa, it seems one or t'other. If Slomani stays, then Ujoa might be able to depart on loan Granty's signing a new contract in the summer, so but they need game time, don't well, they? Joe certainly does. Yeah, um, and like you say, if Samani um, goes, then Joe will stay. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think all of this is going to come down to quite late on with with people coming in for, for moves. Like, I'm not going to say what second week into January here's 30 million quid let's have some money they're not going to do that they're going to wait to see yeah, what, else, what else happens and I don't think they'd go anywhere near that much they've just got 27 million in for Tucson to, who's gone to Everton <coughs> saying Tucson um, 27 million they're, they're not going to spend all of that on Slomani so I think City are going to struggle to, to recoup a lot of their outlay on, on Slomani so I, I've got a funny feeling that he's still going to be at City at the end of the transfer window and you might see Leo go out on loan that's just my hunch at the moment but it's early days yeah I don't think, not, not, but I don't think many fans would, would would be too concerned with that. We've spoken a lot already on this broadcast about Slomani and how he doesn't quite fit into the way Leicester play, and he struggles to get his chance in his favourite position because, again, the former Jamie Vardy and the system that Leicester play. But he has shown that if he is given that chance, his goal record and assist record, granted, he he was pretty awful at Fleetwood. But pretty, a lot of them were. Yeah, they all. Yeah, they all were essentially. Pop, pop, maybe Matthew James and half of Johan Ben Lawan and the goalkeeper. But if he does get his chance, he can come up with with, with important goals and assists. So if he, if Somali doesn't go, I don't think I don't think Leicester will be too concerned about that. I don't think fans will be too concerned about that. Um, but if they do get some money, then. I don't think they were concerned either way. But like I say, it's, it's going it's to r- rumble on. Well, we're not finished with the transfer window because we're talking about incoming now. Oh, I know, yeah. And we've got one coming in soon that we thought was solely for the under-23s. And I still think he'll be in the 23s. Dear Barté, um, Pua's been uh, asked about him. Although the club haven't confirmed his signing as yet, um, Pua has confirmed he's on his way in. And that he thinks he's got all the attributes to do well in the Premier League and following the footsteps of their, two, their other signings 
uh, from League Two in, of the French League, uh, Anthony Canocart and Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, he, I think Puel went a bit stronger than we expected on Dibatu. Yeah. We, 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 Sung his praises. We, we were always, we, obviously, he was always going to be asked about it, but we thought he'd give him a bit of a big up, but then say probably just for the 23s, but he didn't say that at all. He said he was asked specifically, is he a 23s player or is he a Premier League player? And he said, in between, really. He said that he's got a lot of pace, he's got a lot of quality, he can play anywhere on the across the front three, either wing or up front. He has all the attributes to be a Premier League player, which that's some ringing endorsement. He, yes, Le- he, he, Leicester haven't confirmed it yet. They're just dotting I's and crossing T's, but there's been pictures posted by the club he's come from, his president... Uh, the keep who yeah, some pictures, p- aren't they? <laughs> yeah, pictures of him, pictures of the player holding his shirt, signing a contract at the training ground. That look, it, he's well spoken about it, so it's definitely going to happen at some stage. Whether or not he's been tipped off by his son, because um, Puel's eldest son, Gregoire Puel, is or was a teammate of Diabate. Whether he's been throwing his What's the name of the club, James? <laughs> Gazalek, Gazalek. I can't pronounce it. Gazalek, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, lead to. <laughs> I keep referring to it as that club. Yeah. So, and well, to mention him in the same terms as, or to say, look, we've, we've signed Knockart and Mares from League Two. This player could also be another good signing. It's singing his praises a lot, and anything to add to the excitement of, of seeing him come in because. Hopefully, it's going to be another star. Well, those guys um, came in for minimal fees and two million euro. If he turns out to have the impact of knockout, and certainly Mares, what a snip that will be! But uh, he did say, "Let's be patient with the, yeah. with the lad." And I think that's the case. I think we're going to see him in the under twenty threes for the majority yeah. of the rest of this season, and then you might see him towards the end of the season coming on the bench, perhaps in the first team if he's done well. And they'll uh, try and integrate him in that way because he's still a young lad. He's yeah. coming to a different country, yeah. different league, different and, style of football. And I think Harvey Barnes and George Thomas will have something to say about some young lad coming in and getting his chance ahead of them when they've Barnes has been out and impressed on loan at two clubs now and for England, England youth set up. And George Thomas is banging him in off the lampshades for the development squad. I think those two would be like, come on, no. Hang about that. We we were in the shot first. Um, so I think what it does show is that Leicester have got plenty of options for the future in those attacking areas. Mm, absolutely. Right, that's the transfer window done. There's a game to, There's a game to, to talk up. about. Chelsea, and we don't want to go on forever. Uh, so Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge. The, the reigning Premier League champions <laughs> up against the previous Premier League champions. Yeah. It's nice to say that still, it is, isn't, isn't it? it yeah. Um, but it's going to be an interesting one, and one in total contrast, I believe, to Fleetwood last weekend. But Adrian Silva, now, I've got a funny feeling, well, from what we've talking in there with the, with Claude, I don't think he's going to start Silva. I think he's going to go with the boar and the diddy. I think he's going to go with tried and tested for this game. Yes, because he did, he was, he was asked about, about his midfield conundrums, really, because all of a sudden Leicester have gone from being a bit short there to having lots of options in well it's interesting because he was asked about are you going to have to drop one of the these three silver Bore and Didi and he went Matty James as well yeah Matty James yeah, as well yeah I think well, I think we're getting the sense that Puel really rates Matty James mm. really fancies him as a, a as a midfielder he, he mentioned he spoke about him in his press conference about having lots of quality being able to read the game um, anticipation understanding 
instructions as to what they want. So I think he's a huge fan of James. But he he mentioned that at Fleetwood they played with three in midfield in like a four three three, and he said that that could possibly be an option for the future and would enable him to get all all three of Ibora and Diddy and Silver. Slash James. James. Slash James. Slash Andy King. Mm. In there. So he he talked about changing formation. But I don't think he will for for Chelsea. I think he'll go with tried and tested. But it is interesting to see whether it's it's Adrian Silva that plays or whether it's Ibora alongside Ndidi. I can't see him dropping in Didi because of just how important he is at winning the ball back for Leicester. Oh, he's, he's, he's energy, yeah. He's, 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 won more, he's, won more, he's won more tackles in the, than any other player in the top five divisions of Europe. I think Abora and Silva would appreciate playing alongside a player like that. Yeah, because they... Abora does, because Abora doesn't, doesn't like running anywhere, does he's, he? He's like a stretched Ingolo Kante, isn't he? It's yeah. interesting to see the, the L- pair of them head to head, isn't it? I mean, Abora likes to keep his running and sweating down to a minimum and having Didi just running around outside and winning the ball back and giving it to him helps. So yeah, you're probably right. Silver might will probably start on the bench. But he's not a bad player to bring off the bench. Especially if you want to manage a, a situation in the game. Yeah, say so Leicester, Leicester, Leicester have nicked a, a lead in the, and they're trying to see the game out. Be able to bring Silver on and maybe change the system a little bit to have the likes of Ibora and Silver there who have been there, not in the Premier League, but been there in high-profile games won it, understand, read the game better than most people on that pitch, and be able to see the game out. That's some pretty good options for football to have. Right, let's let us finish with uh, a few predictions then. Oh, God. Chelsea away, Leicester City going to Stamford Bridge. How do you think that you're gonna, they're going to fare? I'm going to say that Leicester are going to nick a point. Wow, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving your optimism. Yeah. I, I think we'll see a completely different performance the last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they'll raise their game for Chelsea. Chelsea obviously played uh, on Wednesday, was it Wednesday night yeah. uh, against uh, Arsenal in the Caribou Cup. And I know it'll be a much changed side and they'll get all their big hitters out. But a lot of them, some, some of those first teamers were still involved. Um, fatigue might be an issue. They're, they're fighting on so many different fronts. Um, the league is beyond them. Oh fuck! I, tell you, I think Leicester are going to push them really, really all the way. You'd rather go at me for, get, for going for a draw. No, 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 I'm not. I think I like your positivity. And if anyone knows how to stop Eden Hazard, it's the man who brought him through in Claude Well, yeah, we, well, we can't go into too much detail on that because we, there's an embargo section of the press conference. But read about his thoughts on Hazard in the Mercury and the Mercury website um, on uh, Saturday. Um, right, that's all for for now. So what's your prediction? Oh, I think that. Um, City are going to push them all the way. And? I'll go for a draw as well. Oh, there we go. Uh, right, so join us on the Mercury website on the match day. We've got a live blog. James will be running a live blog from Stamford Bridge. Um, we'll also have uh, all the reaction and match reports and verdicts uh, on the Mercury website on our Facebook page. All the build-up stuff now is going on the, the website and on the Facebook page. And uh, join us all for that uh, for that special game at Stamford Bridge in West London on Saturday. Don't forget beer52.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.